Welcome, everyone. We're back at Lawler Arena, Merrimack, and UMass. UMass with a 3 nothing lead after one. Our first intermission sponsored by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure to stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Very delighted to speak with the Commissioner of Hockey East here in between periods one and two. We're visiting with uh, Joe Britannia. And, uh, Joe, let me get your thoughts, first of all, on this first period. UMass playing their first road game of the year, looking for their first hockey's win. A 3 nothing lead on the road, that's impressive. Yeah, not really a 3 nothing period, as I said to you before. I mean, I thought Merrimack territorially played great. That The first goal was a fluke. I always look at it from a goalie's point of view. I can find an excuse in every goal. But, uh, you know, UMass, a new coach. I think everything's new out there. I, I haven't seen them play yet. I'm, I'm going to be traveling to Belfast with them, so I'll get a lot of time with UMass and, and UVM later in the month. But uh, I do know Greg Carville. I used to work on the ECAC when he was a, an outstanding player at St. Lawrence. That little pro career, then went on to uh, to coach in Zalbamata. So I expect uh, he'll have them doing good things this year. Well, you talk about the uh, tournament over in Ireland, the second year. Uh, last year we had a couple of hockey East teams going over, UMass and Vermont going over uh, this year. You've had a lot of chance to go and and uh, explore uh, that uh, situation over there. And what are we looking for here in the second year? Well, you know the people are great hosts, and, and our contacts are actually a couple of former hockey East players uh, that played at BU, Shane Johnson, and Steve Thorne, who played at the Belfast. Giants. In fact, the team they have over there now has seven college players. I saw uh, Steve Saviano, who played at UNH, is from Reading, Mass. And it's a great opportunity. He's taking grad courses over there. He's kind of, as he says, at the end of the 13, 14-year-old, uh, 14-year pro career. So it's, it's not only a great opportunity for the teams to go over now, but my guess is some of the players we send over, and these are real games, not exhibition games, uh, may end up going back and having a, a shot to play uh, pro hockey there, get an education, see a different part of the world. In Belfast is a great city. You know, some people know about some of the history and some of the troubles back there. And I think they want to, part of what's behind this is to get people to come over and see their city and have some businesses come over and do business there. And it's really a cultural exchange. It's the, uh, we do it at Thanksgiving week so the athletes can get over there for a full week. They go into elementary schools. They get a little bit of the culture over there. And then these are league games. The first day, the two ECAC teams play a league game. Our two teams play a league game. And then we guarantee a crossover and send our officials over. So I hope it's something that can go for a long time. They do plan right around the time of Frozen Federal to announce uh, some future fields for the next couple of years, so I'm excited about it. Well, I was just going to ask you the approach. Is this something that you're looking at right now, year to year, or do you have a long-term vision for it? Well, I think we're at the mercy of the hosts finding the funding. I know part of the reason they got involved, they, they had some goals over there, one of which is to host a world championship. They had to show they could do a tournament, so we actually helped them, and they are hosting the B-Pool uh, World Championships in April. But if they can get the funding, because they can't do it all on ticket sales. It's, you know, 7,000 seat arena. They have uh, a different gate for each game, but they also bring in a lot of school children and, and have some people ticketing that way. But if they can get the backing, and uh, the you know, Secretary of State Kerry's office was behind it last year, Mayor Walsh's office was behind it. They hope to make this an annual event. And if it means I have to give up the turkey dinner at home for the next few years, I'll do it, because I've enjoyed I just got back from a, you know, we send a few people over in October so the teams can see the hotels and see the facilities. I talked to Mark Gostanehy uh, about trying to get Merrimack over there at some time, and hopefully we can do that because we do want to rotate it so every one of our schools gets a chance to be there. Well, not only do we have the Irish trip this year, Joe, but uh, you're back at Fenway with Frozen Fenway. It's been an enormous success, and you know it, it doesn't see the concept doesn't.
doesn't seem to be drying up. It's still as popular as ever. No, and I think part of it, and I've said this all along, is it, that it's just outdoor hockey, but it's outdoor hockey at Fenway Park. I think I think there are people who we acknowledge as much as we like to think of our game as the star. I think the ballpark is, is cold, gets cold billing. And people do like to go into Fenway, and particularly at an unusual time of year. I think, I'm hoping that some of the interest of a, of a successful season like the Red Sox had this year will carry over to people and maybe they get a chance to go in there they, and they want to you know, go in. We've got two weekends. We've got eight teams playing. We also have a Women's Day in between where uh, Harvard and BC will play. We're trying to raise some money for uh, Denna Lang, the, the member of the Pride that was injured last year during the Winter Classic weekend. So uh, we're hoping that all the events, they just announced a, a number of high school games. It's time to see my alma mater, Arlington High School, will be playing Burlington High School um, and, uh, and some other colleges. Bentley's playing Army. There's Division three men and women's games. So the Red Sox have been pretty good. They hope that when it's all over every year that everybody can say they have a chance. Boys, girls, city kids, suburban kids, private schools, public schools. And Sam Kennedy, who gets a, should get a lot of the credit for it. He's an old high school hockey player from Brookline High. You know, if he doesn't want to do it, it's not going to happen. So he's been very, uh, in fact, he's got a, a job uh, promotion since the time we started this. So he's got a lot more to say about it. And, uh, Joe, the great thing is, as you mentioned, with the uh, hoping to get uh, the hockey schools over to Ireland, you've gotten everybody into Fenway, so everybody's had a chance to experience that, and I know that's benefited a lot of people. Yeah, it's kind of a tricky thing. You know, you need certain teams, certain matchups that might sell more tickets than others, but with this event and Connecticut playing, we can say that all 12 of our schools have had a chance to play, and, and that's something we always wanted to do, so every you know everybody can say they had that opportunity. Some have had more opportunities than the other, but that's, that's the economic part. Well, also, there's going to be a change in the landscape to the league after this year. Notre Dame's leaving. What is the plan going forward? Would you like to see a 12th team come in? Are you are you okay with 11? And how is that going to, if we do stay at 11, how is that going to impact the playoff structure? Yeah, and we had a, we had one year before UConn came in where we used a, a structure, which my, my guess is we'll keep that, where the uh, the top five get a bye, the bottom six produce three winners, and there's your 18 quarterfinals. But right now, um, a couple of things. One, we don't go target schools and go look for schools. You know, we might get the word out that we would like to get to 12 and you see who, who raises their hand but I, I can say with all candor nobody's going to get to a number just for the sake of getting to the number. Uh, the school has to meet, we have a fairly specific standards document that says how many seats your arena has to have and your locker rooms, your scholarships, your support staff so if, if you can't meet those standards they're not even going to get a look so as much as it would be convenient to have 12 teams um, that, that's not going to be the deciding factor. Right, so you're not going to take a 12 team just for the sake of taking a 12. There, there are rigorous uh, things to look at. Exactly, and, and uh, you know, you see different things in the in the media that have reported this school's close or that school's close. We really don't have anything in the works right now. We might have a, a chance to grow our women's league a little bit because um, they don't have the same uh, seating capacity requirements on the women's side. So a school that might have a smaller 1,500-seat rank or something like that could uh, meet all the other standards and they're fine for the women, but on the men's side, that wouldn't work. Well, let me uh, ask you one thing before you go. We had Boston College here about a couple of weeks ago. Jerry York uh, missed the game due to an eye procedure. Have you heard how he's doing, and uh, and is he back yet? I haven't heard directly. I've got a lot of uh, a lot of mutual friends who have either had a cup of coffee with Jerry uh, as recently as yesterday. Brendan Sheehy, he was good Merrimack, son of Merrimack. He was over there the other day. So he's got some restrictions, certainly on uh, flying and different things. So I'm sure he's, he's very frustrated that he can't get back 
behind the bench. But it's it's been a long situation with his eyes, and, and it's not a new situation. I don't have all the inside uh, data, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But I know it's a, he's a few weeks away from being behind the bench, and you know the fact that they haven't lost a game in nine days. They might have people tell us, you know, whatever he's doing, it's working. But I, Jerry's such a good guy; it's a big part of the fabric, as you know, of the league and on a personal level, a good friend. So I know this must be very difficult for him, and uh, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. All right, Joe. It's always great seeing you. Thanks for stopping by. You're always welcome here, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Well, I've been here since 2 o'clock today. I saw the women's game, so it's always fun. It's a great experience coming here with all the work that's been done here, and I appreciate uh, everything you do as well. All right, that's Joe Britannia, the Commissioner of Hockey East. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back uh, with our uh, first period recap with the score UMass 3, Merrimack nothing. You're tuned in to Merrimack Warrior Hockey right here on the new home for Merrimack Warrior Hockey, WMCK. We're back in just a moment.